0: This is an ABC podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to Pacific Review from ABC Radio Australia. I'm Evan Wasuka. Coming up, the growing popularity of e cigarettes and vaping in the Pacific is alarming health experts.
2: You know, obviously when you're inhaling anything directly into the lungs, that isn't meant to be there. It's a foreign it's a foreign agent. You know, we're, we're talking about, um, you know, respiratory illnesses.
1: Australian police called in after a traditional and historic building in Vanuatu is burnt to the ground.
2: We should have taken more
3: precautions. Uh, for instance, uh, in making some... People to uh, guard the place.
1: And could women's rugby in Fiji benefit from the leadership changes sweeping through the country?
4: We just existed 20 years, more than 20 years ago, but I still believe with the right resources and the right people on the ground, we can bring it home.
1: We'll have more on those stories coming up. But first, Kiribati has returned to the Pacific Islands Forum, seven months after it walked out the door of the region's peak political body. Kiribati's President, Tanes Mahmau, announced his country's return this week following a state visit by Fiji's Prime Minister, which marked the end of a long-running dispute at the Forum. David Panuelo is the President of the Federated States of Micronesia And he says Kiribati's return will see a stronger and more united Pacific region.
3: We were all doing many efforts to uh, reach out to Kiribati. So, you know, it's not lack of effort. I I do believe that it's a matter of time. And so this is the right timing. I received a very good letter from uh, current forum chair, the Honorable Sidovene Rambuka, uh, indicating that there will be a special forum leaders uh, meeting We ask that they consider around mid-March, so that after the meeting of the Micronesian President Summit and the Micronesian Islands Forum, and having come together to discuss the issues, we will be ready to join the uh, special forum leaders' meeting to discuss with the rest of the members of the Pacific Islands Forum matters of importance, including implementation of the SUVA agreement.
5: Do you think there are any fears, President Penuelo, that the Pacific Islands Forum might break apart once again?
3: I, I absolutely doubt it. And I was one of the uh, actors, so to speak, representing the uh, Micronesian President Summit. Uh, I really absolutely doubt that the forum will be fractured uh, ever again. What happened was uh, uh, that we expressed our grievances and it was uh, accomplished. We, the Pacific Island uh, family, are now uh, poised at uh, working together and this is a very welcome news that Kiribati will will be rejoining the uh, forum family.
5: Do you know, President, if, if Kiribati negotiated any deals to get them to return to the forum? I'm particularly looking at Kiribati's relationship with China.
3: You know, I can't speak to uh, what Kiribati uh, does on a bilateral basis, but on a multilateral level, uh, speaking through as a a forum family, it is uh, uh, understood that the Pacific Islands Forum, when we are talking about overall issues of uh, security. Uh, Like geopolitics, it is something that must be uh, discussed through the multilateral mechanism of our uh, forum family so that implications can be discussed fully and then that we reach a consensus on matters of importance uh, such as that. So I really am very confident with the strength of our Pacific Islands Forum today and to complete that forum family. Kiribati rejoining (laughs) is a very welcome news.
5: Do you think Fiji's recent change in government, President Panuelo, had anything to do with Kiribati's decision to return?
3: Well, you know, governments change, of course, because we do, as politicians, get the mandate from the citizens. Elections happen and then, you know, uh, whether it's the same government or or a change of government. But the uh, objective is that we maintain continuity in the uh, forum family and that we work together as uh, Pacific brothers and sisters in strengthening our blue Pacific continent, and of course, the Pacific Islands Forum through the Forum Secretariat. We appreciate uh, the Secretary General's efforts, uh, my friend uh, Henry Puna, who recognizes all of these things. And of course, we welcome the transition of uh, also chairmanship. Cook Islands uh, will be the next uh, host of the Pacific Islands Forum meetings. And so that's a welcome news. And I thank Fiji for carrying the mantle uh, with the new uh, uh, prime minister who's a friend of uh, Micronesia, Sidiveni Rambuka? I have confidence in him that he will carry us forward in his capacity currently as chair of the Pacific Islands Forum and transitioning it to uh, Cook Islands, which I know they're going to be looking forward to uh, chairing our Pacific Islands uh, Forum this year.
1: David Panuelo, president of the Federated States of Micronesia, and he was speaking there to the ABC's Priyanka Srinivasan. Fruity, fun, cool... These are the words smokers are using to describe e-cigarettes or vapes as they're often called. The electronic devices are becoming increasingly popular in some Pacific countries, particularly among young people. It's marketed as a healthier alternative to tobacco cigarettes. But around the world, experts are warning of potential health risks associated with the craze. Reporter Marian Farr with more.
0: Young people like to
6: vape because it looks
0: cool. In the Solomon Islands capital, Honiara, there's a new fad taking off.
6: There's a lot of
7: young people, especially. Maybe they do see vapings
8: and stuff on social media.
0: The electronic devices, called e-cigarettes or vapes, are plastic tubes that contain a flavoured liquid. When you inhale, the liquid is heated to produce an aerosol that's breathed into the lungs and then blown out again, like a cigarette. Honiara local, Laura Chan, took up vaping after she saw the devices being used on social media. I first learned and saw e-cigarette at Facebook, Instagram, and on TikTok. She heard that vaping could help her quit regular tobacco cigarettes, so she decided to give it a go. This is not good for my health, so... I want to try the e cigarette. As vapes rapidly increased in popularity, Laura decided to start selling them to her friends. The price depends on
7: how many puffs the vape is. Like for 7,000
8: puffs is around
0: $350. It's no small sum of money, and for a while she was able to make a little income. But now, E-cigarettes are being sold by so many people in Honiara, she's decided it's no longer worth her while. I just quit selling vapes because there's lots of people else selling. In Papua New Guinea, e-cigarettes are also a hit. Port Moresby resident Adolf Kasa says he sometimes uses vapes as an alternative to cigarettes in places where you're not allowed to smoke.
8: Like clubs or like any indoor place that they don't allow cigarettes, I vape I
0: He too discovered the devices on the internet.
8: Looking at people, like on YouTubes and whatever, like it was a new thing that I saw.
0: The use of e cigarettes is increasing around the globe. One report in the medical journal The Lancet predicts the worldwide sale of vapes will more than double to 40 billion US dollars by this year. Often, they're marketed as a healthy alternative to regular cigarettes and can be prescribed to help people quit smoking but some health experts are concerned.
2: We do know that these products are harmful.
0: Dr. Michelle John Janellis is a public health researcher from the University of Melbourne. Her focus is in the field of smoking and tobacco, and more recently, e-cigarettes.
2: You know, obviously when you're inhaling anything directly into the lungs, that isn't meant to be there. It's a foreign, it's a foreign agent. You know, we're talking about, um, you know, respiratory illnesses. An
0: Australian National University review into vapes found some early warning signs of risks associated with blood pressure and heart rate. But in terms of ongoing use, the science is a little more hazy.
2: Well, long-term, we actually have no idea.
0: One of the major issues, according to Dr John Janellis, is a lack of regulation around the ingredients contained in vapes.
2: You know, you can go into the store, uh, any store, and, and pick up a liquid uh, that you put in your device or a liquid that comes, you know, pre prepackaged within the device already. And we don't actually know what's in that liquid.
0: Many vaping products say they don't contain nicotine, the same addictive chemical found in tobacco. But Dr. John Janellis says testing has often found that that's not true. What we
2: know when we actually take these products back to the lab is that the liquids that say they don't contain nicotine actually do end up containing nicotine. She says that's a worry because it puts users, particularly young people, at risk
0: of developing an addiction. And whether vapes actually help people to quit smoking.
2: Well, that's a bit unclear too. There is some evidence to suggest these products might be able to help people quit smoking, uh, but there's also evidence that says people who use these products, never smokers who use these products, are three times more likely to then go on and smoke tobacco cigarettes and actually take up
0: tobacco cigarettes. For Laura Chan, using vapes didn't help her quit smoking.
2: I had the vape for a month
8: and
7: then I go back to cigarette because... I don't feel like vaping
0: is, is satisfying me like cigarettes cigarette. But she thinks the trend will continue to grow in the Pacific.
1: Marion Farr with that story. Vanuatu police are investigating a fire that burnt down the cultural landmark for the country, the headquarters of the Malvatu Maori Council of Chiefs. Details of how the fire started are unclear, and Vanuatu has sought the help of Australian forensic experts. As Mackenzie Smith reports, the fire has sparked a public outcry
6: with calls for better protection of historic and traditional buildings. The fire was already raging by the time the president of the Malvatu Maori, Chief Willie Plasua, was woken at around two AM and given the news. By the time firefighters arrived at the scene, it was too late.
3: It is our identity it represented our identity and our resources it's something that stayed with us for thousands of years it's a slap on the face of authority of Vanuatu's customs <laughs>
6: As the central meeting house of the Malwitu the Nakamal was an important cultural site. The Prince of Wales, now King Charles, received a chiefly title in 2018 there. And local journalist Dan McGarry says a plaque marking the occasion has now been reduced to a charred lump. In Vanuatu, there's widespread outrage over the loss of the building, but little is known about how the fire started. Vanuatu police say they are still working to establish whether it was a criminal act. They are being assisted by their Australian counterparts, and a forensics team will arrive on the next available flight. Chief Willie Plasur once answers. My
3: i want to know what is the cause of the fire we can't point the finger at one person let custom look we got all the witnesses we got the nakamal itself it too witnessed the fire to find out the cause we need everyone's help including nature
6: one local who witnessed the fire, Silverio Molkis, says it was too late for him to do anything.
1: The fire just took off.
6: The smoke was also
1: everywhere. It covered the whole place and I couldn't see anything. I started calling the fire station but I just couldn't reach them. I jumped in my car to try and get there instead and when
6: I got there, they were all asleep. I kept on shouting at them but no one responded. By the time the fire crew responded and they returned to the Nakamal, it had burned down. Footage from the day after shows smouldering ruins, the building reduced to ash, and a few blackened columns. Melody Tate from Indigen Lawyers works across the road and describes arriving to work on Monday morning.
9: There's smoke all around the area and um, ashes around um, our office doorsteps. Yeah, but we uh, don't really know anything about um, what might have happened or how the fire started.
6: Still, not everything was destroyed by the fire. Visiting what was left, the first president of Vanuatu, Ati George Sokomano, noticed an auspicious sign.
3: One thing that struck me was the the two customary statues, you know, the drums uh, that we sometimes call it tam-tam. Those two were not, the fire didn't touch uh, them, although they were very close to to the area.
6: He's calling on customary and political leaders in Vanuatu to, to do more to help people understand the importance of the country's culture and tradition. But until that happens, he'd like to see measures taken to improve security of the chiefs nakamal.
3: We sort of taken more precautions. Uh, for instance, uh, be, making some people uh, to guard the place or even someone to... Leave near the the area so that they can uh, look after the building.
6: Chief Willie Plasua is urging patience from the chiefs as they work to rebuild the Nakamal. Businesses on the premises have also been closed until further notice.
1: Mackenzie Smith reporting there with additional support from Vanuatu reporter Hilia Bule. Vanuatu is continuing to monitor an underwater volcano that erupted earlier in the week, spewing ash and steam into the air. Tremors were recorded and a 10-kilometre no-go zone was placed around the site. But speaking to reporter Priyanka Srinivasan the officer in charge of Vanuatu's Geohazards Observatory,
8: Ricardo Williams, says the situation has somewhat stabilised. We've managed to have an aerial survey yesterday afternoon and following the aerial survey, the current situation right now, so that the volcano activity has decreased a lot from... The explosions or the increased activity Uh, yesterday morning, there's uh, only steam. Yesterday when uh, we fly over, there's only steam coming out on the area of the submarine volcano. Uh, Even this morning, we uh, received a report that uh, there's no more steam, so the activity has decreased a lot. However, uh, our seismic stations are still recording some tremors uh, last night, so... Uh, We are continually closely monitoring the volcano activity, and we'll be issuing out any information where necessary.
5: Is there fears that it could erupt again, considering those tremors?
8: Possibly, Uh, however, considering its uh, past uh, eruption history, or the last one in. 2004, uh, it shows that uh, this uh, increased activity only uh, lasted for a short period of time. So it may increase again, but uh, it may also decrease to its uh, normal level of activity.
5: Yeah, well, hope, hopefully it decreases. Uh, yeah. the, I understand that um, you put out or the Vanuatu authorities put out a um, danger zone, I think t- 10 kilometers around mm-hmm. the eruption center. Is that still in place?
8: Yeah, we want to keep, we still keep that uh, 10 kilometer danger zone in place uh, just to advise people not to approach the volcano because the risk is still high and the activity is still ongoing. And uh, we want to keep that in place still until we have uh, available data and make uh, further analysis to remove the danger zone in place.
5: Okay, and that and that includes ships and aircrafts, is it? Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, um, and uh, when when we think of underwater volcano these days, we always think of that big one in Tonga that um started a tsunami and and caused quite a lot of devastation there. Are there any mm. tsunami risks uh, associated with this eruption?
8: At uh, the moment, uh, there's no. Uh, tsunami risk yet. However, uh, we could not rule out the possibility in case there's a huge explosion that may uh, move volumes of water, causing uh, small tsunami waves. But uh, at the moment, there's no tsunami uh, risk for STP. Okay.
5: And, and um, was it a, a big explosion, a big eruption? Um, you said a similar one happened in 2004. Um, how does this compare?
8: Comparing this one to 2004, this this one I think it was uh, a bit uh, bigger in terms of uh, more explosions and ash deposits. Uh, however, in 2004, there's only steam and few explosions. But uh, comparing this one to 2004, this one is, I think, much uh, slightly bigger.
5: Oh, wow. So so can you still see anything? I mean, you went there just yesterday. What were you mm-hmm. seeing around the site?
8: Just uh, steam coming out from the of submarine the volcano and uh, deposits of ash uh, around the area. We are, we are assuming that the corners built up near, almost near to the surface of the water, uh, but we will need to verify that further.
5: And uh, what, what's left for you at the geohazards um, team there to, around this volcano? You'll keep on monitoring it?
8: Yeah, we'll, uh, we are closely monitoring it uh, through a monitoring system. It's one of our priorities for monitoring uh, nowadays here. Yeah. Ricardo William from
1: Vanuatu's Geohazards Observatory speaking there to ABC reporter Priyanka Srinivasan. For more than a century, men have held sway at the Fiji Rugby Union. But since the change of government in December, the spotlight has been on modernizing the union and involving more women in the running of the sport. When the women's team won sevens bronze at the Tokyo Olympics in 2021, it proved to be a catalyst in pushing the women's game to the fore. And, as Lidia Mavona in Suva reports, a new women's competition could soon be in the pipeline.
9: When Fijiana won their first Olympic medal in rugby sevens at the Tokyo Games in 2021, it ended a 20-year battle by women players to be recognized at home. Suddenly, far from struggling to find players to fill teams, the Fiji Rugby Union experienced a spike in interest from women and from the parents of little girls who want to be a Fijiana. Velano Dukindi, the FRU's rugby development officer, has played in, coached and managed women's teams and believes it will be Fijian women who will win their country's first Rugby World Cup title in 15s.
4: I still believe that the women's rugby will be the first team, Fijiana will be the first team, they'll bring home the World Cup trophy. The men existed 100 years. We just existed 20 years, more than 20 years ago, but I still believe with the right resources and the right people on the ground, we can bring it home. Even now, we've seen the tremendous growth in women's rugby from the senior level right down to primary school. Last year alone, there was more than nine thousand young girls registered. Those are registered players. That's a huge number. The theory is that with more women on the
9: boards of affiliate unions, more resources and access will be given to women to fill teams, coaching positions and refereeing roles, not only in the regional towns, but also at national level. Right now Fiji's national women's fifteens and sevens teams and the Fijiana Super Rugby outfit are all coached by men.
4: This is something that we've been waiting for for so long. But to use the big stick for that to happen, I think that's the only way that that needs to be done, very cultural, traditional, and if we can do it, I mean, if rugby can do it in this male-dominated space, I believe any organization in Fiji, any places that are male-dominated, I think for me, I'm grateful and I'm so happy that Fiji rugby is taking the lead in gender equality, not only equality, but equity. Now, we can say equality, but we need more resources to be given to the women for them to excel in this space. Otherwise, gender equality with the numbers, we can have both equal numbers, but then more resources are given to the men it won't happen. So if we are thinking of gender equality, might as well push for gender equity as well. Since the bronze medal, there was a spike in the number of players. The girls, they are there, they really want to play. I think that win really changed the mindset of gatekeepers, parents, the Turanganikoro, the teachers. They said, oh my goodness, so the girls can also play rugby. They can also achieve a lot in this space.
9: Following months of investigations into the Fiji Rugby Union's financial position, Tevita Tuilo, a board member who is also a chartered accountant, was appointed as interim chief executive and tasked with preparing the organisation for its next annual general meeting, scheduled for the last week of April. His task is mammoth because of the 28 member unions of the Fiji Rugby Union, only 20% are fully compliant in five critical areas, one of which is gender inclusivity.
7: Under the current FRU constitution, only the compliant members are able to talk during an AGM. Or an SGM, audited financial statements, having an annual general meeting, having club games being run properly to finish off, and also the other gender-related issues, eh? women on the board, women in rugby, are we actually doing enough for them? Already the women are doing a lot off and on the field, so why can't we allow them to come to the table where the big decisions are made? You know, if our mothers and our sisters are already doing a lot for our players and for the game, then they also need to have a seat at the table to be able to give the female touch. I think for us at Fiji Rugby too, there's an opportunity to match that with some of our local competitions. There's a good initiative that was raised by Subarak <clears throat> Union in terms of having a fair brother for the women. Why are we only doing it for the men? Why not for the women? So that okay. was a motion. It a very good motion. Uh, we will have to take it up. Uh, but the president and chairman of Fiji Rugby really agreed it was a good idea just to grow the excitement and really the passion for the game for the women. Eh? I've been at the grassroots when it's a Friday game for the women. It's just the women's family that come.
9: Ovinim Bokini heads one of the smallest member unions, the Tavua Rugby Union, located on northwestern Vitilevu in the province of Mba. They have women's teams on their list of registered clubs and women on the board.
8: Yes, we have two executives in our board level, and uh, we have a few as well, um, getting them involved in coaching accreditation with World Rugby. We've got a few things going to that end. Just encourage them to get involved. How the Fiji is is doing now, this new interest in... Uh, involved in the game, especially for a moment now, and there should be more interest
3: in people uh, stepping up.
1: Ovini Bokini, head of the Tavu Rugby Union, and the reporter there was Lide Mavono. And that brings us to the end of Pacific Review for this week. Please join us again at the same time next week for more news and views from around the region.